Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Lord, we yield the right of way to you, Holy Spirit of God. We ask that you would touch, you would move, you would heal, you would cause there to be an impartation of your spirit. Change us into your likeness, Lord. Change us into your likeness. We give you all praise, all glory, all honor. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Deuce. Oh, Thank you, Lord. Ah. Still trying to get myself together here. I want to bring to mind a few fathers that I was thinking about. There's this one father that he was there in his son's life, and then there was a divorce, and so he wasn't there for a lot of the other stuff. The son grew up. But the son blamed the mother and the father because the son believed. They were Christians, by the way. This is a true story. I'm just not just making stuff up. Some people do that. It's like, well, who was that? Oh, I just made it up. What? Okay. Nobody here. It's definitely nobody here. And the son grew up, and he began to despise the mom and the dad. And every time he would speak to the dad, it was in disrespect. But this father grew to just take it and want him just to speak. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't do it. I'm talking. No, I couldn't do it. I'm just being honest. But the father would take even the criticism, even the, you didn't do this for me, that for me, just to hear the son's voice. That's a pretty good dad. When I asked him, how do you do it? How? How do you take this knowing that he's a grown man now? I get it. You messed up. You repented. But he still reminds him of the past. And I asked him, how do you do it? And he told me, I'd rather take it just to know He's alive. I said, okay. 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 There's another father. And this father, I know he's, he's pretty famous actually on the web. 
The last name is Hoyt. They call him Team Hoyt. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. It's H-O-Y-T, Hoyt. This father has a son. His son is a paraplegic. He was born with a bunch of stuff that was wrong. And for one of his birthday to, in order to, because his son cannot speak, but he's actually very intelligent. So they went to um, work as far as what can we get to understand what our son's trying to tell us. Rather than just ask them yes or no questions, we want to hear him communicate. So they purchase a computer, and what he does on the computer is he can kind of move his arms and stuff a little. And um, he can't walk, but he can kind of move his arms. So he would go to the computer. The computer would go to A, B, C, D. You know, they taught him that. And he would spell out words, and then the computer would speak back what he's trying to say. And so when they got him this machine, one of the first things that he wanted to do and communicate to his dad was, he wanted to race. He wanted to race. So there was a race that I believe it was five miles long. There was before that. It was before that. It was the five-mile run. That was the first one. So they thought that the father would try to push his wheelchair a few miles tops and then turn back around. They ran the whole way. The father ran, the father was not in great shape at that time. But the father ran the whole race. He's, the father said this, the look on his son's face when he crossed the finish line gave him the fuel to do the next 20 races. Now, again, this is the first race. After that, they start doing triathlons. Ironman races. They did over uh, 1,100 races. Now, the father, the triathlon, the father's picking him up. He's carrying him. Cross the finish line. He's swimming with him in a little boat, towing him. He's riding a bike with his son. When he's running, he had to have a special one made, but he's running, pushing his son the whole way. That floored me, blew me away. I think I cried for 20 minutes. But it shows you a different kind of love for the father, right? I mean, I mean, on the web, I think they, they, they call him all kind of things like the father of grace and, and all that. He's a believer, by the way. But, I mean, you can check it out. Team Hoyt. Just go on the web. Team Hoyt. You can see the whole story. I wanted to have a little bit of that. That didn't happen today. It's all right. It's all right. No, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. 
couple more fathers I need to go over. This one father is actually a great father. He was a great father. But just like us, he didn't do everything right. And when the son was preteen, he used to announce to the visitors, this is my dummy son. So the son grew up with a little bit of a thing that wasn't right against his dad. But then as years went by, his father turned from my dummy son to I'm proud of you. So there was a true repentance there. And when the son was in a state of being that he could not make it, the father encouraged him to go on. The father encouraged him how to go on. So there was respect there, mutual respect. And their relationship grew. And um, before uh, the father went home to be with the Lord, their relationship grew even stronger. He began to tell the son that he loved him. He, he's proud of him. The son told him that he was proud of him. But the, there was a real bonding and a real knitting together after years of the other stuff. God is able. God is able. Okay. I'm in Luke, the 15th chapter, beginning at the 11th verse. Luke, the 15th chapter, beginning at the 11th verse. And he said there was a certain man who had two sons. Everybody said two sons. The younger of them or the younger said to his father, Father, give me the part of the property that falls to me. And he divided the estate between them. Now, okay, we've been through this before. I could not get out of this without going over this. Basically, the younger son saying, I wish you were dead, dad. Give me my stuff. That's what he's saying. Now, we have to look at in the Jewish community what this means. Your son doesn't want anything to do with tradition. He doesn't want anything to do with honor. He doesn't want anything to do with respect. He's saying... Yes, I'm selfish. Give me my stuff. I want it now. So now 
and this gets, this gets me every time, the father divided his estate. Man, I wish I would. I wish I would. If my daughter came to me and said, Dad, I know you ain't got a lot of stuff, but I want my stuff. She better be running out the door. I'm trying to tell you right now. God loves us even when we are disrespectful. I do not want to get ahead of myself. But even when we're disrespectful, he still loves us. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Twelfth verse. And the younger of them said to his dad, Father, give me a part of my property falls unto me and divide the estate. Thirteen. And not many days after that, the younger son gathered up all he had journeyed into a distant country. And there he wasted his fortune in reckless and loose from restraints living. There's a lot of people, not just young people, to blame it on young people. There's a lot of people who do not want to be restrained. No, I want to do what I want to do. I want to say what I want to say. I want to go where I want to go. The part we miss is there's consequences of that. But we don't want to pay the consequences. No, I just want to do what I want to do. Go where I want to go. Say what I want to say. Well, you know, if you do that, the police will come. And if your mama didn't whoop you or your daddy, they will whoop you. Fourteen. And when he had spent all he had, a mighty famine came upon the country, and he began fall behind and be in want. It's a good thing to be in want. What you have to ask yourself is what you want. It is. It's a good thing to be in want. If you weren't in want, you wouldn't get hungry, you wouldn't get thirsty, you wouldn't want God, you wouldn't want relationship. It's a good thing to be in want. Well, what do you want? What are you hungry for? What are you thirsty for? Even hunger and thirst after righteousness. That gives you a key. Hunger and thirst after? What is right standing with God? I'm not talk, he's not telling you to be a robot and be so perfect that people can't talk to you. And Oh, how you doing, brother? Oh, Hallelujah! Come down to earth every once in a while just to talk to people. Let's go. 15. So he went and force glued himself upon one of the citizens of the country, that country, 
who sent him into his fields to feed hogs. Now, I have to say this real quick. If you are a Hebrew, it is against custom. It is so wrong for you to be near pigs. They were considered an unclean animal. They didn't eat them. They did not go near them. They definitely didn't feed them. But remember, he's in want. So everybody say he don't have no choice. 16. And he would gladly have fed on and filled his belly with the stuff. that the hogs were eating. Now, you've got to be in a pretty low place to where the things that you're not even supposed to be around are eating, and you want to eat that. Jesus. But he was hungry, though. I mean, be honest. How many of y'all ever been like, you, 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 hungry? I mean, like, getting angry hungry. Like, I better get some food soon. But it shows you his heart, and it shows you human nature, what we're willing to do when we're desperate. We can be desperate on this side, or we can be desperate on the other side. I'd rather be on this side. But if I'm desperate on this side, there's no telling what I'm about to do. I might rob, I might steal, I might even kill. Desperate people do desperate things. But the Lord is still good and his mercy endures forever. 17, then when he came to himself, thank God for this scripture right here. When he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father have enough food and even to spare, but I am perishing. And he came to himself. There's a lot of things we do. We go, what was I thinking? I don't know about you. I'll point the finger right here. What was I thinking when I did that? What was I thinking when I said that? We have to remember, words only hurt when they go. So a lot of times, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, Lord, help me the Holy Ghost. No, I will not say that. But if I don't think and ask the Holy Spirit to be my comforter and be my helper 
then I'm going to say something, then I'm apologizing every 20 seconds. But remember, the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Otherwise, we'd all be disintegrated. 18. And I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. 19. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. I'm no longer worthy. But make me like one of your hired servants. He not only said he was going to repent, he repented. We'll, we'll read down. But he made up in his mind to repent. And remember, repent is not just saying, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because sorry is going to do it again. I'm just telling you, sorry will do exactly what they said they wouldn't do. When you repent, there's a change of heart. There's a change of mind. There's a change of will. When you repent, you're saying, God, I do not want to be the same. All right, 20. So he got up, came to his own father, to his own father. But while he was still a long ways off, now this is what I want to get to. This father that's been disrespected, that's been not, even acknowledge as a true dad is still looking for his son. He's still watching, waiting for his son. He's still wanting to restore his son. And while his son is not close to the house, he's far. That's what it says, far away. But the father is, is that him? It shows us a picture of our father God. It shows us a picture of his love, his grace, his mercy. Now, because we say it, but do we truly get it? I mean, in an instant, God says, okay, no more. We're wiped. It's gone. But that's not the God we serve. That's not the father we serve. He's saying, okay, I got to wait for this. I got to wait for you to get it. You don't get it. Okay, I got to wait for you to learn some more stuff. Go ahead. And I've heard, I mean, people curse God and, you know, uh, this kind of stuff. And he still loves them. He still loves them. Okay. But while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him and was moved with 
pity or compassion, tenderness to him. And he ran and embraced him and kissed him. I got to be honest, I, I don't think that I would be able to do that. My son done told me, Dad, I wish he was dead. Give me my stuff. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> Hit the door. You better not come back here, though. But this father doesn't do that. This father's waiting. Is that him? Oh, no, that's not him. Not yet. Okay. Far. So he had to be walking or riding his donkey on the way to the house, before the house, seeing, where is he? Where is she? Twenty-one. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Ain't that the truth? I no longer deserve to be recognized as a son of yours. But what have we done that we've dismissed ourselves as a child of God? A lot of us do it. Oh, I've done this, Father. That's it for me. And my soul is just waiting for hell. I talk to people like this. So, man, you still on this side. There's a chance. If the Lord wanted you to be in hell, you'll be there now. <laughs> 22, but the father said to his bond servants, bring quickly the best robe. <sighs> The festive robe of honor. You mean you're going to honor me after what I've done? Didn't you hear what I said? I'm not even worthy to be called your son. You're going to put the robe of honor on me? And he put it on him. And he gave him a ring. Really, I don't have time to go through everything. But the ring was like a signet ring. When you went places, that father had authority when you put your stamp of approval by the ring. You know, we have mail and stuff like that. Signet. And it would go. Whatever authority that the father had, you had it. So he gave him the robe of honor and he put the ring on his finger as well as the authority. Sandals on his feet. I guess he must have been barefooted. Lost his shoes. He lost everything. 
accept the love of the Father. He loves you. He loves me. There's nothing we can't do or we can do to stop his love. His love is like the hound of heaven. He'll chase you down and he'll grab you and bring you back. His love is everlasting. His love cannot be quenched. His love can't be even understood. He loves you just because he's God. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Pastor Portia wrote a song just a few years ago now. It's called Run to Us Again. And it's talking about this story. Because the Father so loves you. It's past your understanding, past your, you, you can, we cannot do anything to acquire his love. It's because I love my wife that I want to have a relationship with her. I want to be true to her. I want to spend time with her. But the Father wants us to come back to just loving him. I remember the Lord said this to me, wrecked me, really tore me up. He said, have I done so little that I have to ask my people to praise me? Mess me up. Today, I want us to encounter the Father's love. He loves you. There's no doubt about it. He loves you. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. See, love gives. Love's not a taker. Love's, love gives. But he wants us to come back to that love. He wants us to encounter his love. Our part is easy, it's just to say yes. Now, 24. Yeah, I gotta go to 23 real quick. I bring out the wheat fatted calf and kill it and let us reveal the feast and be happy and make merry 24 because this my son was dead this my son was dead this my son was dead and he is alive again he was lost but now he's found. And they began to reveal and the feast and make merry. You can read the rest of the story. The father even has to come out and to explain to the older brother, it's right to celebrate. 
It's right. But today, if you fit into any of these categories, I want you to come. Number one, you've never given your heart to the Lord. The move of the Holy Ghost today was all for you. He loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. The second person, you've fallen away. Your heart's not on fire for the Lord. You've let some things come in your life and stay in your life. But it's okay because the Lord still loves you. But he wants you to come out of that so you can come into your destiny. And number three is the person that says, or the enemy has said to them, you're not saved. You're not born again. You never was. And you never will be. It's incredible how the enemy lies to us. I remember the Lord kicked me one time in the spirit. He said, why are you listening to the devil preach and say amen? That's how his relationship and my relationship with the Lord is. Sometimes he'll kick me. I said, Lord, you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. And then we have to get back in the word. Because the word that washes us, it's the word that cleanses us, the word that causes our minds to change. But today, if you stand in one in any of those categories, I want you to come. You're either coming back to God, you either have to give your life to the Lord again. You've never given your, your life to the Lord. Or the enemy's already lied to you and said you're not born again. Please come. He wants to love you. He doesn't want to hurt you. He wants to love you. Please come. Give them a hand as they come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's more. I know there's more. I know there's more. I know there's more. Come on. Come on. I know there's more. Let him love you. Let him hold you. Let him tell you you're his own. Let him love you. Let him hold you. Let him tell you you're his own. paid it all for you. He paid it all for you. One more call and then we're going to pray. Come on, I know there's more. I know there's more. Let the Holy Spirit deal with you. But come. It's something how the Lord wants us to make an open display because he did it. He made an open display of his love for us. But he wants to love on you. He wants to give you a destiny and a purpose. But it takes change. I don't know about you, but I need the only one that don't need to change is God. We need to change.
everybody repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. I believe that you died and you rose again on the third day. And right now, I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.